Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to a special edition of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. I am one of your two co-hosts of this program. Joining me as always is former Denver Bronco, Super Bowl 50 champion, all-decade cornerback, Chris Harris Jr. And yes, joining sir. us today is a very, very special guest. Uh, this man is on the KOA Sports Radio from 3 to 6 p.m. every day, Mountain Standard Time. He's on the Broncos Radio Network, former host of Broncos Country Tonight, Ryan Edwards. Ryan, so good to see you. Thanks for coming on the show, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Do I uh, keep former Broncos Country Tonight host uh, at the top of my card, I, or do I? I mean, <laughs> if, if you're still the official host, you know, I, I know that you're you're coming in there every every so often. You know, Ben's just slacking over there. I, I don't know. know what he's doing, but you know, you're you're one of the best to do it in, in Colorado, uh, man. I saw you just got nominated. This is on your resume, your man. It's part of your resume. Man. Yeah, it's That's part of your it. resume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, man. How how are you doing? How are things going? I'm doing great, man. I mean, yeah, like you said, there's uh there's a lot to be excited about, a lot to be blessed for. Uh, no question yep. about it, man. I mean, you know, you're thinking about uh, you know, doing afternoon drive and then doing pre and post game for the Broncos. I mean, it's yeah. great, man. Life's awesome. Thank you. You're absolutely killing it. Yes, and, and Ryan, this season has been uh, a, a tumultuous one, right? The roller coaster has mm-hmm. been it's been really, really low, and then we've been really, really high, and now we're kind of starting to come back down to earth. And you know, We've we've interacted many, many times over the last few years, uh, and we've talked a lot about the Broncos. And, you know, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was, how have you felt about Sean Payton during this first season here in Denver uh, as compared to the other seasons that we've had and, and you've been around? Yeah, I mean, it's a really good question, right? And if you'd asked me, I don't know, a month and a half ago, I might have had a different answer. But you got a five-game winning streak, and and obviously it changes a lot of opinions. Uh, you know, at the time, I didn't think he was pushing the right buttons. At the time, it felt like what he wanted out of this team was just not who they were. You know, he was asking Mike McGlinchey to keep blocking on an island, you know, and he was asking Russell Wilson to do things that uh, weren't very comfortable. The defense was struggling, right? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. he came into this thing saying like, hey, uh, this is the way I do things, and – you guys are going to get on board and, and it just didn't seem like it was working. And then, you know, you fast forward a little while later and you say, okay, uh, they figured out a formula. Now, again, it's again, timing's always so interesting, right? Because right. after this Houston Texans game, I thought there was a little bit of arrogance on that game, to be honest. I thought mm-hmm. that there were some expectations that uh, Sean Payton put on the offense. Uh, they, they weren't who they they've been. Uh, they yeah. went out there, they're taking deep yeah. shots. And again, it's not to say that Russ can't do those things and that they don't have the receivers for those things. It's just, you know, there was no establishment of the run. Uh, yep. McGlinchey blocking on an island. Uh, there was just all sorts of things about the game plan that I, I just didn't particularly love. And and you got away from who you are. Yep. And and it wasn't just that the defense wasn't getting the turnovers. It's just sort of the combination of all of it. They just didn't take the Texans seriously, at least the defense they didn't take very yep. seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at least that's what the game plan looked like to me. So in general, I think he's done a really good job this year. Certainly they don't have the turnaround without him. Uh, and yeah. if you're comparing to the other coaches, my goodness, uh, what's, what's the spectrum compared to Nathaniel Hackett, right? I mean, my <laughs> God, uh, yeah. it's not fair. Yeah. It's not even fair to have that same conversation. Um, yeah. But at the same time, again, there's still a lot of things to clean up. And I think, you know, once again, what makes you a great coach, in my opinion, is you coach to the skill and the level of the players you have, not the ones mm. you want. 
And you mm. have a chance. You'll have time to work on that and to continue to add to this roster. But you inherited this team with this roster, and I'd like to see him really work to to maximize these guys right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I, do you see any similarities? You know, we we heard a lot when Vic was there. We we heard a lot about his approach to coaching and his philosophy and how he was more old school and you know the the grueling summer practices. Chris, I'm sorry that you had to go through those. Uh, <laughs> But do you see any of those similarities as far as like that old school coaching style um, with Sean Payton to the things that you saw and heard with Vic Fangio? Somewhat, yeah. And we saw a little bit out of training camp. And I remember talking to some of the guys about it. And um, yeah, there there was there was some tough. There was tough. I mean, again, you go from and I know that the joke gets used a lot, but the club yeah. med of last year's training camp when there every third day was a mental rep day. Um, you know, I, I was here for it. If, if it did ultimately help them out, it did not. They had a lot of injuries. Um, they certainly didn't look prepared to play most of the time. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a, a stark contrast. There's no question about it. Uh, but we are long from the days of two a days and wearing pads <laughs> yeah. all the time. Right. And I was here for Josh yeah. McDaniels when this guy just like was yeah. working these guys till they puked. Um, you know, it, it, we're, we're not doing any of that. So it's all, it's all relative, but yeah, I'd say Sean Payton has come in and, and there is a, a certain, there's a detail oriented way of the way he does things. It has to be done this way. There is no other way. And like I said, if he wins and, and he has won, they're yeah. 500 right now. Um, then, it, then it makes sense. And guys buy in. If he doesn't, uh, you, you know, it, it, it doesn't look quite as good. So, um, yeah, right yeah. now, again, we're in a weird spot cause they're 500, Certainly happy they're 500. Um, but yeah, for Sean Payton, the detail work is the thing that I focus on. I think he's doing an excellent job, man. He has them right in the hunt. You know, I think they're a game out. You know, they're still in a, a solid place, you know, to be able to finish strong and have a shot to be able to be in the tournament. So uh, with this roster he inherited, you know, I see probably two pro bowlers, probably Simmons and Pat. And you like he really didn't inherit anything on offense, right? Yeah. Uh, Cortland could be pro bowler, right? Yeah, he, he has a definitely a great chance to be a pro bowler, but he wasn't a pro bowler before this season, yeah. right? So, uh, he didn't really inherit it too much on the offensive side of the ball. So, and our tight ends, I don't even, you know, or <laughs> tackles or tight ends, you know, so, uh, you know, so I think he, he's doing an excellent job for. Uh, him and Coach Joseph, you have to tip your hat to them yeah. uh, for the roster they inherited. You know, it's uh, they they even had to cut and release people. You know, mid season, change it around. You know, so uh, yeah. I, I I would give them a B plus. You know, just because we started so bad and we started so bad at home. Usually, you want to start good when you have those home games, right? Mm -hmm. Like like we had we had them stacked up in the beginning of the season, right? We just didn't take advantage of them. So I give them a B plus. Because we're in the hunt right now. Yeah. How what? dare you? How dare you be smirched <laughs> my guy Quinn Miners or Lloyd Cushenberry? Oh, oh, about the old line. guys have a shot at the Pro Bowl this year. Miners has yeah. a chance. They right they guard has be. a chance. They should be. They should be. Cush, Cush has been playing out <laughs> There's of There's not a lot of spots, man. When you look at yeah. the old line positions, I know. Like they only pick like one or two. No, so you're you right. gotta be like the top, top in the league yeah. to get those hey, man. Spots. 
That's why they invented Pro Football Focus. It's going to help <laughs> yeah, us out. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Ryan Edwards, uh, always always bringing the heat. I mean, you were giving Chris some flashbacks with the, the talk of two-a-days and, and throwing up. Um, you know, we talked about the Houston game, and, and I agreed with you, yeah. Ryan. I, I think that this was a game where you could have passed the ball all over this defense, but you you went away from your identity. And your identity during this streak has been – pound the ball, control the clock, take the shots when you need to. And, you know, if you want to open up the passing game against a defense that has been struggling against the pass, sure, absolutely. But establish the run. We didn't do that at all. And and I feel like that was a big part of the issue. And then on top of that, you add just the offensive line and their struggles. McGlinchey was getting the full taste of Will Anderson, who was an absolute beast, um, had himself a hell of a game. Um, you know, the, the talk this season has been with Sean Payton, you know, can he get Russ back to uh, Russell Wilson? So I'm going to ask you the question and you're, you're going to give me the answer. Do you feel like Russ is back? <laughs> well, well, before I answer that, I just want to follow up on your point about the Texans, right? Yeah. Uh, they're 27th against the pass. And after going through the gauntlet of defenses, they had gone through with the Cleveland Browns, the Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings, who blitz more than any other team in the NFL, uh, the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, these are all good defenses. Better. And so after going through that gauntlet, I can't say I blame Sean Payton for saying, finally, we're going to go against some soft defenses against the pass. Let's open this thing up. Let's have some fun. Hey, man, maybe we can even make Russ you know, in the MVP conversation. Maybe I get into the Ooh. Coach of the Year conversation. Man. All Ooh. that's still in front of us. And you saw that you know, first drive, right? Two deep passes. Portland dropped one, but you know, whatever yeah. it, you saw it right away that you knew exactly what they were going to do. And honestly, as soon as I f- saw those first two, first two of the first three plays, I was like, Oh no. Yeah. I was like, that, you know, and we said all week, we said all week, and I will answer your question. We said all week, like, you know what? They, they could pass against this team, but by God, do not get away from who you are. Like you're yeah. going to find some opportunities. They're going to be there, but do not, do not all of a sudden just take them for granted and show up and think that they're just going to be like not caring about trying to win this game. And like you said, Will Anderson, he, he's been he's been okay. He had three sacks yeah. coming into the game. You know, he's been okay. But now you made him look like an all-pro. And that's what happens, right? I mean, when you get away from who you are, you're going to make other teams. You know, if they'd have done that to Miles Garrett, oh, my God. Miles yeah. Garrett would have set a sack record for an individual game <laughs> if they treated him the way, same way they treated Will Anderson. But they yeah. didn't. You know why? Because they respected Miles Garrett. They didn't respect the Houston Texans. So back yeah. to your point. Back to your question. Uh, Russell Wilson, is he back? Uh, I mean, compared to last year, I mean, what are we talking about here, right? I mean, it's not the same zip code. But yeah. uh, is he back? Yeah, I mean, I think he's back to what you need him to be. And, yeah. and you know, you're still talking to a guy that is sixth in the NFL in touchdowns. Um, he's still a top 10 quarterback in quarterback rating. Um, you know, he's still top 10 in, in interceptions, right? I mean, again, there's certain things you'd like to see him do better. The passing sure. yards, he's he's like 19th or 20th, right? So that that's not what you need from him. But you don't really, again, you don't need that from him. What you need him to do, and I've said for a long time on my show and on Broncos React, his superpower is winning games. That's what he yeah. does. He, he's yeah. clutch in the moments. You need him to be clutch. And that ultimately is what quarterbacks are paid to do. Clutch Man. in those moments, clutch on third and fourth down. That's what you got to do. And he's one of the best in the league to do it. So um, is he back to those standards? Absolutely. Sure, man. Chris, you're shaking over, your head. I just can't believe, man. We're just giving we're giving max quarterbacks, you know, max money to just game managers now. 
right? Oh. If we're gonna say he's bad. Oh wow. Shade. Chris like, Shade. Come on, man. Would you, like, would you rather your quarterback's throwing nine touchdowns and 19 interceptions? Is that is that a better quarterback? <laughs> no, I mean, if I'm paying him the max, I'm thinking he's gonna he he's throwing over 200 yards a game. You know, we have guys wide Not open, like easy mistakes. throws, you know, that you would expect a guy of his caliber to be making. I feel like what you're saying is that our identity is to be to run the ball, to game manage the game, right? And that's that's what we were doing, right? Our identity but is to win are games. we paying Chris, Russ Chris, to do you that? Get, you get paid to win games in the NFL. Style points don't matter. This isn't college football, bro. It's it's paid yeah. to win games. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think to a point we're both I love you, Chris. You're we're we're both on the <laughs> we're both on the same side. Like we want Russell Wilson to do enough to win games and and not try to you know limit the mistakes limit the turnovers, take care of the ball, which in the general sense of the word, that's your game manager guy, right? We're going to, we're going to hand the ball off. We're going to take our shots on play action. Uh, and, and we're going to limit the mistakes that we make. And I feel like he has been doing a very good job of doing that, especially during the streak. He was doing a great job of doing that against Houston. It was a completely different story. I felt like his eye, like he, his eyes got stuck too much and you know, it, I've seen, you know, everybody talking about the samurai call on fourth and one and uh, Judy's wide open. And, and it's like, well, yeah, he is. And that should have been a throw. And, and that's a mistake. He still got the first down. We lived to see, you know, we kept the drive alive. That's, that's what you want to see it. I mean, Tim Jenkins would say it's the good and it's the bad. Right. And, and that's kind of like, that's kind of what we've been seeing is it's a lot of just those, like, it's not good, but it's not bad plays from Russ. I think that during the streak, he was opening up a little bit more. We were getting a little bit more. And, and Ryan, to your point, he won a lot of those games by orchestrating great drives. And that last drive in Houston could have been another one of those amazing opportunities where he gets the ball back, limited time. I mean, they were just milking the clock because you don't want to give C.J. Stroud that time. We saw what he did right. against Cincinnati. We saw what he did against Tampa Bay. He can lead a drive. He's that dude. But – what Russ has been doing and what Russ did during the streak was just make plays. And especially in crunch time, that's where, that's where Chris, that's where he's making his money is during those crunch time. But we talk uh, about Will Anderson, right? You said we made Will Anderson look like an all pro. What did we make Stingley look like? Oh, right. He made some great plays. Man, it goes both ways, man. So it does. I just think Um, that uh, we need Russ to ball out more, man. But yeah. Yeah. And, and Ryan, like, I, I, I think, you, you know, you were absolutely correct. And, and they didn't take it seriously. They didn't take them seriously at all. Um, you know, looking forward to next season, I know that, you know, we still have games going on, Already? but Ryan, you, you, Hey, listen, you know me, man, you know me, I'm doing mock drafts every day. I'm looking at all these prospects, just thinking where, where's this guy going to fall? Uh, Who's a prospect that you're you're pounding the table for uh, right now for the Broncos in 2024? I mean, if they're drafted 32nd, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't even know who's going to be available. Troy Franklin. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, you know, it, I guess I guess you go like, uh, what what do we what do we need, right? Because you're not going to be going. Yeah. It's a good offensive tackle draft. You're not yeah. going to be looking at offensive tackle. Um, mm. I, I don't think so. I don't think you're moving on from Garrett. I think Garrett's having a, no. an incredible season. Talk about another guy that Chris Harris is writing off. 
Uh, I think Garrett Bowles is also having a terrific season. Uh, no, but, I've, been, I've been pumping bowls. We've been pumping bowls. I know. Like I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, you know, I think they need to look at cornerback, and mm. I'd look at Kool Aid. You know, yeah. like you oh, know, yeah. right in the middle, right in the middle of draft. I think Kool Aid uh, makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not to say that I'm down on Fabian. I just think you know, no. he's, he's who he is. Um, yeah, and I. And I, I also, man, I was, I was such a supporter of Damari Mathis. I love his physicality, but yeah, it just has, it's just not happening right now. So again, you don't cut him, you keep developing him. Um, you know, maybe you get a Jaquan McMillan situation where all of a sudden the light, light bulb turns on a few years later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, what about the other corner. rookie? What about the other rookie that we have now? Riley Moss. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What's Riley. the inside on him? Uh. You know, they, well, we go they, back to the graph. <laughs> they're 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 bringing them they're bringing them along slowly. Um, mm-hmm. I you know right now I think that they they feel most comfortable in him in just a special teams role. Clearly, I mean it's pretty obvious, right? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Um, that you know the way that I I've heard from them over there is that uh, he missed all the training camp and he's yeah he's just not he's just not there. You know, it's yeah. just it, they, they don't want they don't want to hurt his confidence. They don't they don't want to put him in a bad high leverage situation um they feel comfortable with the group they have they've made the right tweaks right i mean putting fabian in there putting jaquan in there um have been the right moves pj lock has been fantastic yeah um so i mean i think i think they feel like they're pushing the right buttons the defense is playing really well they're they're really they look cohesive i think riley will get his opportunity probably next year to do something um but at least right now yeah but but again it it, it's one of those positions and and i'm not saying this just because it's your show chris uh, you can never have too many good ones, you know, uh, yeah. it's, it's what the league, it's what the league is, uh, injuries happen even then, but, um, it's passing league. You can't have too many good cornerbacks. I'd rather be three, four, even five deep if I possibly can. Ooh. Are there any good tackles? Cause I've been screaming for more beef up front, right? Cause we're last in run defense. So that's what mm. I've been, that's, that's been my main focus on is, what are the pieces out there that we can find to be able to stop this run game? Yeah, there's some. Go- um, I'm I'm blanking on. There's there's one that I'm thinking of, but I think I'm probably thinking top ten. Uh, Newton from Illinois. Well, yeah, he's a dog. But, he'll yeah. probably be gone. Yeah, he'll probably be that, gone. There's also we need some D tackles, man. We need some more beef up front. Yeah, because being yeah. last. Uh, we're, what are we? What are we in run defense? Last, I mean, we're last, last in run defense, well, but so I, I think, I think the Miami game still has taken a big hit on that. That's that's yeah. a huge, that's a huge, huge hit. Well, I, and also, again, you know, you you're you're still paying DJ. You're yeah. you just signed Zach. Um, yeah. you know, Mike Purcell. I guess you could say, like, hey, man, we we need a little bit more there. But I thought Mike Purcell had one of his best games yeah, of the season this game. last week. Um, yeah, couple good he weeks. Did. So I'm not I'm not quite done with Mike just yet. I think um, more again, I depth. I think you need to have a plan. Yeah. I think more depth probably. Mm-hmm. And right. I mean Jonathan. I'm done Harris with him, man. Been... I want a Jalen Carter. <laughs> I need somebody. We need somebody a difference maker. You know, we haven't had one of those type D tackles, no guard, uh, like difference makers in the three four man. That's what I'm looking for. We've always you're had like a to, plug hey, and play guy. You're you're gonna you have to you're gonna have to fight uh, Howie Roseman for all the Georgia players though. Man. Yeah, uh, you, you're not getting you any know. Georgia guys. <laughs> uh, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. I have one last question for you. Um, you know, I, I've had the pleasure of watching your your journey here in in media, and and just uh, you've definitely helped me a lot along the way. Um, you, you've given me a, a big platform to be able to 
to spread my work. And, um, you know, I, I want to ask you if you have one piece of advice for young people who are getting into sports media. Well, I, that's very kind, Patrick. I mean, I certainly love supporting talented, hardworking people. I've always said that. And uh, you fall into that category um, and, and you do a really good job. And I've always loved having you on my show. So um, and this is a really fun podcast. I, I check you guys out often. Um, so uh, keep up the good work. But yeah, my, uh, you know, my advice, I, I guess, you know, it, it, it's a tough it's a tough it's a tough industry right but yeah. you know first of all you know find your voice um you know figure out figure out what you want to be how how do you separate yourself from other people out there right and, and you may not know that right away and I, I definitely didn't know that right away um you know but but what's great about media as it stands right now is you don't have to be in a traditional radio or or newspaper or magazine right, right? you can do mm -hmm. a podcast you can be a fan and just do a podcast or you can have knowledge like you guys do and do a podcast and and you can sort of figure out where you sort of fit in to all of it and um yeah. you know and, and i i think it you you get some time as a result back like you know most of the time with radio it's like I, either they think you have it or, or you don't and you're just yeah. you know you're sort of on the scrap heap um so I, I start there. I, I start and sort of say, okay, we'll figure out what it is um, that you do the best, and, and maybe even do better than anybody else. Um, yeah, what's yeah. your unique voice? Um, sure, and then sure. you know, if, if you're you decide to go with more of the traditional, you know, medium like I did, um, get your foot in the door and, and just don't say no. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, don't take no for an answer. Um, and, and also, you know, simultaneously. Um, you know, if they ask you to do something, you know, whether it's the, the graveyard shift or it's, it's something ridiculous. I mean, Traffic. Chris, you yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, honestly, <laughs> and, and, you know, hey, hey, it, it's a gig. Yeah. It, it's a yeah. gig, you know, it's, it's probably the same in football for, for Chris. I mean, there was times you probably yeah. were asked to, you know, carry pads or, you know, do something. It's just like, hey, man, you know, we, we all we all got to earn it. And, and it's a weeding out process. Yep. And 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 again, you know, don't be walked, you know, you know, nobody deserves to be walked all over. Yeah. Um, but you, you do need to find uh, a way to, to differentiate yourself. And a lot of times that's the way they find out whether or not you can hang. Um, you know, I made $8 an hour and I was driving back and forth from Fort Collins to Denver every day, um, you know, in a car that could barely like hold it together on the highway. Like it was shaking. I thought it was going to fall apart while I was driving it. And, um, you know, and again, it, it doesn't have to be that hard for everybody, but, you know, it was one of those things that like they wanted to see if I could do it. You know, they'd call me and say, mm -hmm. hey, can you be here in an hour? And I'd be like, I can be there an hour 15. And they'd be like, all right, that's good enough. And, you know, you just have to find it out. So long answer. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my advice. I love it, sir. I He's saying you got to be hungry, too, in that field. That's it. Yeah. Right? Got to be yeah. hungry. Go get it. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you coming on to talk Broncos. Love to have you back on anytime, man. Anytime, yeah. Hopefully, I didn't ruin my stay here with coming out to Chris. <laughs> oh no, man. Hey, you can. No, you're we love always beef. welcome, man. We uh, love welcome beef. to the uh, Let's Ride our Broncos Insider. You know, yeah, exactly. You're always welcome, man. Appreciate Thanks. it, guys. Thanks for thank having you me so much, Ryan. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.